Warning. The following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast starring me, Dags. Today, we have a powerful episode, and we're really excited. We're going to have a huge movie giveaway. We're going to be giving away five DVD combo packs of the powerful movie Greenland. Gerard Butler, Marina Baccarin, and Scott Glenn star in the Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh pulse-pounding disaster thriller Greenland. When a planet-killing comet races towards Earth, a father and his family make a perilous journey to their only hope for sanctuary while encountering the best and worst in humanity as the countdown to global apocalypse approaches zero. Own Greenland today on digital, Blu-ray, and DVD, which includes deleted scenes, featured commentary with director Rick Romanois, and much more. Guys, we're powerfully excited to give away these DVDs. It's going to be a great time for all. We're excited for you guys to enter. All you have to do is go on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine and tweet at us. Make sure you're using the hashtag ABMDVD. ABMDVD. That's the hashtag. Use that. Tweet at us. Tell the world about the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Powerful giveaway. We're really excited. Thank you for listening to this powerful podcast. You know, before we get into it, I was thinking everyone's into that show, WandaVision, and she's somehow trapped in these TV shows. And then I thought to myself, what would it be like if if I was trapped, but I went back in time, like a podcast from in the past? I don't know, maybe like a podcast from way back in 2014? How are you, Jeff? I'm awesome. I don't really care how you are. I just, that was just written down on the notes. Yeah. So how have you been? Are, are you enjoying this wonderful weather, Jeff? Yeah, it's monsoon, monsoon season where we are now. Yes, where we are in parts unknown, we've it's been raining for 40 days and 40 nights. Floods, pestilence, plague, all the various biblical things are going on now. Have you, we've been having flash flood warnings here. Have you been getting the automated alerts on your phone going off kind of randomly almost? Well, the thing with the flash flood warnings is I haven't, I don't have any beads lined up for it. So it's very upsetting. <laughs> yes, my Amish sense. phone has been going off at odd hours at night. Flash flood warning. I was at the mall the other day and all the phones went off at the exact same time with that, you know, the emergency broadcast system type alert. Really? So all these phones just go, start going off at the same time. It's kind of funny. It's an interesting thing to have. I mean, it's not a nice service, but it's... Is a it little Well, flash flooding, like, what are you going to do? It's one thing if it's a tornado and you need to duck undercover and, or get the in a pr- cellar or something. Or, the problem with flash flooding is it's so localized. Yeah. I mean, it's deadly if it happens to you, but it can literally be just a block. Yeah. Like, let's just say, because I watched on TV on, like, 
world's smelliest videos or whatever, like a, a car just went down, sunk right in a cross, you know, the four-way stop. Yeah. And it's going to be the low-lying, like, interchanges or the, the highway that goes under the overpass or something like that where it's going to flood. So, yeah, you're right. It's super localized. But it's been fucking nuts as far as the weather. Oh, the tornadoes? Did you see in uh, Nebraska? The twin tornadoes. Twin tornadoes. Tornadoes are horrible. I mean, that's another thing that, like, did you ever see the one um, video of the people that hid under the underpass? Yes. There was actually a local weather guy that was, and his um, his camera guy. But, but then I was looking into it more that, did you hear about the storm chaser guys that died? couple years ago yeah, yeah. I, re- I read the whole i read a whole article on uh national you Geographic read the whole about, article well usually i skim i'm a skimmer yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you as far as you go past the pictures yeah i'm a skimmer so i read i actually i well i don't know if i read the whole article 99.69 percent of it i read but those poor guys i mean and they were experts and they said he wasn't a hot dog he wasn't like you know going out of his way to get a shot but this, this thing took like some weird yeah right turn and I just did a left hook on him. Exactly. It was a, yeah, was it a left hook? Is that what it was? Right hook, left hook? It, it just did it, some weird, yeah. insane, wasn't tracking the right way. And they said uh, some people, supposedly on video, you just see the car falling from the sky. Yeah. Like Twister, where you see the car get picked up and thrown into the ground. It's amazing. I like the guys that do the uh, storm chasing and the flip-flops, though. They had that show a couple years ago. It was a couple of seasons long with a... The one guy built like the armored car where he was trying to capture the perfect shot for his his uh, IMAX documentary he was making on tornadoes, and he was with uh, some actual storm chasers and weather guys, and they'd hop out of the car after a tornado went through, and they try to help out in the debris and stuff, but they're in shorts and flip flops and fucking ill prepared for what they knew was coming. Well, what would would they should they have like a suit of armor? No, but just at least like <laughs> shoes. Like, even just boots or tennis shoes or something. But, I mean, they're they're going through houses that have been collapsed. That's nothing but two-by-fours and, and, and particle board and nails sticking out everywhere. And they got shower shoes, basically. Yeah, now with the advent of smartphones, the, the footage of these tornadoes is insane. Yeah. Remember, it used to be just, like, black and white, grainy. Even with, you know, even with modern video, the, the odds are that you're going to be there with one of those giant, you know, backpack. Right. But now, you know, people have the phones and they're getting these insane shots. And they're selling them. There's a storm chaser slash photographer that's taken some heat because he took pictures of uh, a, a little little girl that was being wheeled away in a stretcher who ended up uh, dying from injuries. And he's sold them to the Associated Press and, and he's taken a lot of heat for doing that now. So it's sort of... You know, it's an old argument that photographers, you know, do they get involved or not? There's that classic or famous shot of a starving child in Africa where the guy took a picture of the kid that was kind of huddled on the ground and, you know, the kid was literally dying in front of him and he took pictures instead of helping the kid. Sort of like the Mutual of Omaha videos where instead of helping the zebras, they just let the lion eat the zebras. That was a great show. What was his name? That It was... Uh... Mutual of Omaha's, uh, Mutual of Omaha Omaha's pres- Wild Kingdom. Wild Kingdom. It was Jim, wasn't he the trainer? And I then the guy. Perkins, his name was... Uh, Jack Perkins? Uh, Perkins or Denny's, I can't remember. Embers. But he'd always be in the studio talking about it, and then Jim was out there, you know, like, 
wrestling in an anaconda or something, you know. <laughs> it's hilarious. But yeah, the tornado. Uh, one time I did a little amateur storm chasing. I got in the buggy and mm-hmm. the weather radar went off. And we actually went there. And this was, I can't remember exactly where, some suburb. And I got really close and it's really scary. Yeah. I mean, when, and the other thing is too, you know, when you have, when you're in the city here and you have a, a reference to sky, to ground, yes. there's the trees, but when you're out in a field, just it's no just reference. the field and then the clouds above you and it, it's just a weird, creepy feeling. Yeah. Until you see something that you know, fly like a cow flying yeah. through the air, or half of a barn or something, you know, it's fucking huge. Yeah, it's creepy. And then that green, the sky gets green from all the hail and. And they, you know, you always, the one video we watched in, in school growing up every, every, uh, spring during tornado awareness week, we'd watch the one video of the, the giant tornado that hit Wichita, Kansas in like late seventies, early eighties. They had some footage of it, but they said it's over a mile and a half wide. That is like unfathomable as far as size goes. Like that's hard to wrap your head around a mile and a half wide. That's what she said. Yeah. You know, what's weird is. The most deadly tornadoes, too, are not the cool Wizard of Oz uh, symmetrical ropes or, mm-hmm. or the, you know, the, the little perfect funnel clouds. They are what you said. They're these dirty wedges. They're like they literally take pictures of them. It's just a, it looks like crap on the ground. Just it looks a, like a dust storm almost. Exactly. A dust yeah. storm. It doesn't even have a definite cool shape where it goes up. And those are the, the worst because they sit on the ground forever and they just literally destroy everything. Like those uh, F5s. Mm-hmm. I've seen uh, aftermath pictures where it rips up the asphalt off the freeway. Jesus, that's nuts. Isn't that amazing? Because I understand some, you know, like a barn, I understand its surface area, the wind's blowing on it. Sure. But to have that much. To get underneath an asphalt. Just the yeah. suction on it is incredible, yeah. That's what she said, too. Yeah, that sucks. Have you been enjoying any uh, TV shows this summer? Because um, they always bring out the summer shows. And I've not been watching the summer shows. I've been watching some summer Netflix shows. What shows have you been well, enjoying on the Netflix? Of. I, uh, my wife and I have been watching Derek. That's uh, Ricky Gervais's show. He plays sort of like a, I don't know if he's special needs or just weird guy that works at an old folks home. It's kind of a, it's funny, it's sweet at times, it's kind of. And it's starring Ricky Gervais? Yeah. It's, it's sweet? It's kind of surprising. There's some, there's some scenes in the show where it's kind of like. It'll get to you. It's like touching. Because, you know, it's an old folks' home, so the old folks kind of come and go, and he gets attached to them. It's, he plays this really sort of innocent, special needs guy, and it's kind of it's kind of sweet. It's kind of touching some of the moments. So but it's you- also a lot of dirty stuff. Like, there's a friend of Derek, the lead character, who basically just lives at the home. He just kind of hangs out and drinks beer and tries to look up the skirts of the old ladies. <laughs> just a dirty pervert. He's an orderly, yeah. disorderlies. Do you remember that fine movie starring the Fat Boys, the Disorderlies? I remember the name. I don't remember the movie. Yeah, it was one of the best movies ever created. I've been watching America's Got Talent. So you're the person. I am the person. It's a great. It's That's, a great show. Look at it. They have the King of All Media, Howard, Howard Stern's Stern, yeah. on there. They have a uh, Smelly Spice, Mel B's on there. They have a. Uh, Heidi Flume, the German, I don't know, is she German or Austrian? or She's fantastic. German, yeah. yeah. Heidi Klum is on there. And then uh, Howie Mandel. <laughs> Howie is he Mandel. judging or is he hosting? 
He's judging. Okay. He's judging. He's um. He has the OCD. Oh yeah, yeah. you know me. Germaphobe and everything. It's weird because it, it must be true because I watch like if they'll have the you know the cut scenes or the in between backstage or mm-hmm. whenever he's interacting with people that like aren't those guys they have gloves on like rubber gloves. Oh wow. Yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> That's a little extreme. I know yeah. he does like fist bumps instead of handshakes. Yeah, the, you you can't figure out the, the the logic to someone with OCD. Yeah. And the host, like you said, the host is Nick Cannon. Oh, that's right. Okay. He does a pretty good job. So basically, they go around different cities, and they just gather up people with different talents, and they perform. And make fun of them. They're actually, you know, like Howard Stern, and he's actually takes it very seriously. You does would think, it? but they have a good time, too. But it's cool because you have these acts you'll never see. You'll see, like, hand balancers from the Ukraine and... <laughs> Even though it's America's Got Talent, but they're Americans yeah. now. But you just see the weirdest stuff, and that's why I like it. And you have the, like the freak shows, and then you have actual singers, dancers. I think last year was a, a actually a dog act, believe it or not. So is it? So is it a uh, like X Factor or America's American Idol, where it's they crown a champion at the end of the season, or is it just every episode they? do a bunch of acts, and they review the acts, and then there's maybe one winner for the show. I... There's, at the end, when they go through all the cities and they go to the performing performances, there's one actual winner. And they so, win $1 million, and they headline an act in Vegas. Oh, wow. So you see, I mean, they show the backstage of the different cities. You see literally just, literally and figuratively, and what's the other word? The I don't know. A lot of people back there. A lot. And it's just a fun show to watch. It's it's a good family show, but the, the last time it was on, um, I don't even know when it actually airs because I just have it on the Amish TiVo. Mm-hmm. But they had this kid, he's 12 years old, and he's doing, he's doing stand-up. He's there with his dad, and he's doing all these sword swallower jokes and, and not allergies. <laughs> the kid's 12 years old. Were they dirty? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're all just... Just innuendos, the whole act. Do you think he wrote it, or do you think his dad wrote it? Well, that's the thing, too. It's weird. Because it would probably be a mediocre act for an adult to do, but if you give it to a kid, that takes on a whole other kind of creepiness slash innuendo slash... And that's the uh, the irony of the thing, too, you know, I mean, we talk about it on this show, but it's an adult show. I mean, I don't know, 12 years old to me, even though kids are talking like that, to be on there with your dad on a on a show is kind of embarrassing. Well, were you cussing up a storm at age 12, or were you minding your P's and Q's? Actually, I went to a private Amish school, so I was actually, a, was actually pretty conservative, but I don't know. But I, it's a fun show to watch. They have, like, dumb acts on there that'll just get... Do you remember the gong show? No. Well, you heard about it, right? I know what it is, yeah. They had, you know, campy acts on yeah. there, and then they would hit the gong. Well, and that's the same thing. They have the axes, they hit the buzzers. So it's a lot of fun. They give them the old hook and get them off there. So that's a, a little uh, fun summertime show to watch. Is it only in the summer, or is that they do have a summer season and, like, fall season? I believe it's only summer. They, they bring out those shows in the summer that, you know, and they figure everyone's... Uh, doing something so they have different demographics so they can bring out. Is there anything else on Netflix you've been watching? I've 
My wife has been watching Orange is the New Black. I'll watch it if I'm in the room. It's not bad. Explain that show to me. So, I forget how it originally starts, but this woman gets thrown in jail. And I think it's like a minimum security jail. That's the way it seems to me. It seems awful open and they have a lot of freedom. But it's just basically a women's prison in the in the drama that goes on inside and interactions and uh it's it's interesting. I, I never really got like into it where I had to see the next episode and kind of was waiting for the next season to come out. But if it's on, I'll watch it because it's it's well done. It's well produced. But I think it's interesting that Kate Mulgrew, Star Trek Voyager's Captain Janeway, plays a old Russian inmate. Wow. All women. It's kind of weird to see her in that role. After watching her in 150 some odd episodes of as Captain Janeway. So does, is it a chick show? Is that what they're skewing? No, it's, I mean, it's just a prison show with women. I, I mean, you could definitely watch it as a guy. That's prison. Could a dude like me, would I enjoy that show? No, because there's right. no airstrikes. No airstrikes? Well, you don't like the slow-burning dramas. Sure. Enjoy a Game of Thrones. <laughs> with, <laughs> with all the violence and gore and nudity. Have you watched that show? Half the time, there's no action at all. Half. What I'm saying is there's there's almost no violence in, in uh, Orange is the New Black. Speaking of Netflix, Chelsea Handler is going to Netflix. Okay. What do you think? Is that going to take off? It might. I'm not a Chelsea Handler fan. But you like Joe Coy, right? Yeah. That's why I like that show, because they have a lot of really cool stand-ups on there. But the problem is, she has them, I haven't watched in a while, but they're like on a panel. Well, they do all the work, from what I understand. is, And they can't rip on her. I mean, she'll yeah. just destroy them, and they just have to sit there and take it, because it's her show. It sounds like, from what I've read about her, is that she's just a colossal bitch. Like, maybe she's one way on air, but just she seems like a tremendous pain in the ass off air. We talked about that, right? With her and... and uh... Here is Morgan. Yeah. Remember that? Yes. That was weird. <laughs> because I didn't like either one of them. Yeah. But actually, I had to stick up for my bro on that one. Because she was just being a biatch. Yeah, she just seems to think her shit doesn't stink. Do you think, what do you think? I mean, I know you're not a huge fan of the show and you don't watch it enough, but do you think it'll take off on Netflix? It'll do all right, yeah. I don't think it'll be as popular as her e-show. Um, just by the nature of the, of the um, limited availability, I guess, because you have to be paying for Netflix already, and whereas E was just part of everybody's cables package, cable package. Did you watch Howard Stern on E? I back in the day. No, that that was, that's hard to watch because it was so heavily edited. But I did um, have Howard Stern on demand for a while. I paid for that, and so you could watch those shows. Thumbs up. Oh, yeah. Uh, they don't do it anymore. They lost the um, contract. So they don't do Howard TV anymore. But I paid for that for a couple of years and watched that um, pretty regularly. And that's that's really interesting to watch because not only does he obviously have the stuff with the, the chicks coming in and doing whatever, but he, he does, I've said it before, he does really great interviews. And they're hour, sometimes hour and 20 minutes, no interruptions. And it's a real conversation. It's not 
It's not the pre-kind of set-up jokes that, like, the late-night shows do, Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel or whatever. They're just, where they're saying, oh, you know, did you take any interesting trips recently? And, oh, what a coincidence. I went to Italy, and they tell a story, funny story about Italy. You know, he, he does his research, and he has an actual conversation with a person. And it's more engaging to watch that when you can see the person. It's it's interesting enough on the radio listening to him, but to actually see him having the conversation. Well, he has the ability to get the stuff out of people. Oh, yeah. That's, and that's what's cool. Yeah. They just totally drop their guard. Totally. Sort of like uh, Michael Jackson with that one reporter that <laughs> befriended him and then burned him in that special. Yes. The media. Did you like the whack pack? I mean, the Howard Stern, did you like the weirdos? Or do you like just more of the interview? They they were funny. Um, too much of them is a bad thing, though. Uh, Eric the Midget was sort of at his height when I was watching Howard TV. He, Eric the actor now. He's a wheelchair-bound <laughs> little person who didn't understand why he wasn't hugely successful as an actor and wanted Howard to always plug his podcast and his... He did like he watched um like American Idol and gave live commentary over the internet. But it was really just him breathing into the microphone with his friends while American Idol played. <laughs> I mean it was almost nothing. Well, you know, um Gonzo Shitcock on Twitter. Yeah. Huge fan of Eric the actor. Yeah. Eric loves the him. Eric the midget. He got him to be a little bit much though, because they they keep going back to him and keep going back to him. It's like, all right, let's take a break. Let's do something else. He's too much. It's like eating too much candy and getting that candy. You can never stuff. have too much of Eric the actor. <laughs> Who else did you like in there? Did you like Benji? And a um, lot of he, Benji was annoying. Great act. I he, mean, he great writer, be, though. He could be funny. I liked, I'm kind of, I'm not surprised it makes sense, but Artie Lang obviously left because he had a personal issues, but he was always interesting. He did a lot of fun stuff. The, the funniest bit he ever did is, he when they had George Takei in one week, and he's the announcer on the show, but he's only there, you know, a couple of days out of the month or even a week out of oh the year my. to do uh, the announcing. But Artie Lang pulled George Takei into uh, Richie and Sal's Sal the stockbroker studio. <laughs> said, "Hey, I need to talk to you about something," and brought him into the studio that was all mic'd up and camered up, and as a joke came out of the closet to him <laughs> and told this whole story about, you know, he, when he was 20, he was a comedian and he was on the road with this other comedian and, you know, they just like had this unbridled gay sex and, you know, he's been hiding and, you know, he's in the, been in the closet ever since. And he wants George to help him come out on the show the next day and just totally set him up and didn't, didn't reveal anything until the show the next day when they played the whole tape on, on air and, Oh, God, it was fucking hilarious. It was, it was perfectly played. Probably one of the funniest things Artie did on that show, besides how, passing out from heroin. <laughs> how did Tiki take it? He was a good sport about oh, it. Was he? Yeah, but he, like, in the moment, he felt, like, really, like, oh, my God, I need to help this person. I need to help Artie, you know, come out of his shell and be who he is. And then the reveal on the show, he took it. He was sporting about it. Yeah, that show is classic. But Satellite's the place for Howard, because he, he cannot, and not just because he needs to do dirty things to be entertaining, but to have a real conversation with someone, you're going to say the words like, fuck, you know what I mean? And to be on terrestrial radio, that's going to, you can't do that. Or to have to do 
traffic and weather updates every 10 minutes or go to commercial every 15 minutes. It just it interrupts the flow of what Howard is good at. He does he does well on America's Got Talent though. And that was yeah. one of the one of the you know criticisms of that people thought, you know, he wouldn't be able to go on there because he'd just say fuck all the time. I don't But think- actually Howard a lot of the times is the straight man on the show and he surrounds himself with the characters. Yeah, I don't think people give him enough credit. I don't think people give him enough credit for what how good he really is as a broadcaster. And that's maybe just because of all the shock jocking he did in the 80s to become kind of famous, make a name for himself. But he, he really does have a talent. And so do you, Jeff. I do. You're a talented true. young man. I'll accept that. And speaking of 80s, I'm going to do my sweet DJ segue into the 80s song of the day. Tommy Two-Tone, Jenny. 8675309. You know what's funny about that? I Back in the day, remember when they had the pagers? Did you have a pager? I did. It was a hand-me-down pager. No one called it, though, right? Uh, a handful of people did. Just your mom, or what? Well, I just had it because I wanted it. Yep. It's all right, Jeff. But... Well, the problem is, I, I got it from my dad, and my dad only had it so his... Did it smell of... Aqua Velva or what? It was high karate. Oh. No, it he had it set up so his when he got a voicemail, it would beep his beeper and then he would check his voicemail. He never realized Oh, wow, Daisy Chain technology. Yeah, he never realized that you could just call a pager directly and leave the number. So he didn't really know how to use it proper. So when I got it, I, I had a handful of friends that would use it. I didn't it, problem is it wasn't entirely that useful because if I got a page, it's like, well fuck, now I gotta go somewhere and find a phone. Yep. Or if I'm at home, they could have just called me at home. So your friend was a handful. But I got a page, it was uh <laughs> the page was eight six seven five three oh nine. Yeah. And I just looked at it and I'm like, who is this? I don't know what it is. And then I said it out loud. It was hilarious. <laughs> then you realized it was Genius. your friend Jenny. Genius, yep. I never knew who I could turn to. So that's it, guys. Eighties song of the day by Tommy Two Tone Jenny. Should we take a Question from the flock. Do it. We've got a great question here. The question is, I'm going to ask you, Jeff, and I have some thoughts on it, too. Sure. Whose fingers would you rather smell, Bruce Springsteen or John Lovitz? Um, Bruce Springsteen is going to smell like cigarette and tar. John Lovitz is going to smell like the Playboy Mansion. But, like... The Playboy Mansion from early 90s, so it's going to be aged and a little bit gamey. Oh, man. I don't really like my prospects either way. You have to smell one of their fingers. Oh, Jesus. Um, John Lovitz? Are you going with John Lovitz? Yeah. He's what, in, he, the uh, less of two evils or what? Yeah. I was thinking about it. You know, you have Bruce Springsteen and John Lovitz. And it's, you know, you're thinking like Springsteen, you know, he was going out with Patty Smith. So it smelled like, you know, heroin and dirty ashtray. Okay. But then he also was with uh, Julianne Phillips, so it probably smelled like a 38 special music video. And then you got John Lovitz. And that would probably smell like Dana Carvey. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm going to go with Bruce Springsteen because he's the boss. All right. You don't think you're going to get a little whiff of Max Weinstein on there too? or 
Weinberg or Weinstein? Max Weinberg, sorry. Wow. Dr. Rosen Rosen. <laughs> what? Is he on a, is he drumming for any show now? Because what was the last one he was he on? He was your, doing Conan, but then Conan? when Conan moved to TBS, uh, I think uh, Weinberg left. Max Weinberg left. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Does he have a band or what? The E Street Band, as far as I know. No, I meant Conan. Yeah, oh, it's the same guys. It's just Max is no longer there. It's it's the the cable TV show the band or something. La Bamba like that. wasn't that one yeah. of them. Yeah, they got a few guys. La Bamba's kind of the go-to guy in the band when when they do a bit with the band. Dax Evanson, what was his name? God, I don't remember. They had another guy. They had like some when he was gone. They had to go to him. He was like the number two guy. Joan Rivers. <laughs> Joan Rivers. Did you um? Do you watch the new um, late night show? Fallon? Yep. No. No, not Fallon. The one after it, I meant. Seth Meyers? Yeah, Seth Meyers. No. Because he, um, he has that one dude from Saturday Night Live as his guitar. I mean, G.E. Smith? No. Um, what's his name? My brain just stopped working. The guy, um, he's, he's the band uh, leader of the show. Um, what's his name? Shoot. For Saturday Night Live. He was with him on Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he does name? Portlandia. Yeah, yeah, that guy. This sort of nerdy kind of Correct. hipster guy with glasses. I know who you're talking about. His does, name escapes me. He but. does a pretty good job. He's, he does, like, every time he interviews him, he makes up some fake shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, that was probably one of the best questions we've ever had. Yes. It was It was a very uh, good muse for uh It, it for got us. me thinking. Got me thinking a lot. Should we do a shout-out, too? Sure. Let's grab a shout out. We have millions of shout outs, so we're just going to grab one here. At Whimsy of Andy. What he is, he's a he's a British young man that does a podcast out in England or what do they call it? England or the UK or UK, the the Great Britain. Yeah, Great Britain. It's a very whimsical podcast. I want you guys to enjoy it. It's the AG Prod. Send our condolences because England was eliminated from the World Cup as of today. Since, uh, shit, what country won and eliminated them? Costa Rica won their match, and so that eliminated England from the United States. Costa Rica? Yeah, they won their match, and so it eliminated England. Is that kind of like, like Jamaica and the bob, bobsled? I mean, I don't know anything about soccer slash football. The, no, South America has got a lot of countries that are really good at... Well, I understand Brazil and all that, but Costa Rica? Well, it's funny, is a lot of these countries, though... The people playing for them, uh, uh, the Mexico goalie that had a really awesome game against Brazil the other day was actually Brazilian-born, but somehow he's got some kind of connection to Mexico, and so he plays for Mexico. And there's guys that are obviously not English that are playing on England's team. It's just kind of they kind of finagle whatever person. Wasn't there some the team. Mario Batali guy or something that sounds like Mario Batali? He he he's uh, from Italy. And if he wants to kiss the queen, I saw I was on Twitter. Why don't you tell the kids the best place to enjoy us on the internets? So if you have the internets, uh, there's a few places you can enjoy us. If you want to interact with us, uh, you can tweet us at Amish Bee Machine. We're on Twitter. You can find our Facebook page on Facebook. Just search for Amish Baby Machine. Uh, or if you are looking for a place to listen to us, you can find us on iTunes. And don't forget to rate us, review us, give us the five stars. Unlock the Easter Egg HD, or HD, as they say in England, audio. 
Also on the Stitcher app, if you have an Android device, an iOS device, a Kindle device, or anything else that's got a battery in it, that's probably got the Stitcher app. You can listen to us on there. You can build your playlist. You can favorite us and review us and rate us on that as well. Listen to us all day long. Binge listen to us on the Stitcher app. Just build a whole playlist and just listen all day long. Yes. Good job, Jeff. Thank you. Excellent job. Yeah, once again, I want to just tell everyone how much we appreciate we appreciate the fans, the flock of Amish. We appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you guys telling a friend. Just a little word of mouth advertising. We're trying to get the word out on this show. So just tell a friend. And also, this is a highly interactive show, so if you ever have any ideas, just send a tweet to me, and we'll get it on the show. Either 80 Song of the Day, if you have jokes, you have questions, rants, pretty much everything our fans do is genius. We're, we're here for you. Highly interactive show. Well, that's going to do it. We're going to wrap this bad boy up. For Jeff, I'm Dags, and this is the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.